Any reaction to how Sylvie's memo about your family feelings, sir? Any reaction to how Sylvie's new memo about your family feelings, sir? Yes, you're um revealing that um Hunter Biden's business associate sent over a million dollars to three of their family members. Any reaction to that report? Uh, do you have any reaction to the Russian fan that took down the U.S. president? We have somebody that's not at the top of this game, never was at the top of a game, never was. We have a guy who's a dumb son of a bitch, and to allow this to happen to our country. Police and security guards in Belgium were caught flat-footed today by a cowardly sneak attack on one of the world's wealthiest men. The target was Microsoft Chairman Bill Gates arriving for a meeting with community leaders. Watch what happens when a team of hitmen meet him first with a pie in the face. Gates was momentarily and understandably shaken, but he was not injured. The hit squad piled on with two more pies before one of them was wrestled to the ground and arrested the others for at least the moment and got away. Gates went inside, wiped his face clean, and made no comment. He then went ahead with his scheduled meeting. No word on the motive for this attack. Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel okay. Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? That's why you're going to fail and the establishment knows no matter how much propaganda, the republic will rise again when you attempt to take our guns. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong. Right now you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, it's Jordan Belfort, the real Wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin, and you are listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. This is Shirley Phelps Roper with the Westboro Baptist Church, and you are listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. What's up? It's Tom from Playwright Tees hanging out on the Anthony Rogers Show. What's up, everyone? This is Rain from Armony Peace, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. I'm making no money, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show, the best podcast. It's Agent Sebastian of the Connors, and you are listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Bye, Bedrock from the Burp Pipe here, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. James C. Burns is an American actor and voice actor best known for his role as Sergeant Frank Woods in the military first-person shooter franchise Call of Duty. Like this one, Fortunate Son by Woods, he's here. You look like having shit. We sell copper shit in the jungle. It's nah, baby. It's good to see you. Yeah, you too. Jason Hudson, CIA. Thank you for your time, Sergeant. Hey, thanks for watching the show. Listen to it, however you're consuming it. Thanks for being here. 
Um, join the Knife a Month Club. You can get a discount by using the promo code in the description. You go to the link in the description. You can pick out knives like this. Bam! That's my favorite one. Um, you can pick different subscriptions. You can get uh, different options of what knives they send you monthly. Um, so check it out. Uh, see what's up and up that knife collection. Oh, hey, also, get some life cycle extracts. They're mushroom extracts. They're, you just put them in your drinks, your protein drinks, your, your water in the morning, your coffee, whatever. Um, you got some to relax, some for your hair, some for your nails. So maybe you go like this, you know. They got uh, Lion's Mane, which is a, it's a good one for your mind, basically. A lot of you probably need that. Get that mind strong, especially in times like this. Um, they're from Australia. There's a link in the description and get some. Check it out. Don't take my word for it. I'm some dude pandering to you. You know, you should be trying this yourself, making your own educated decisions. Welcome to Hemper, the absolute best place to get your monthly smoking box for any occasion. Our monthly boxes keep you stocked with all your smoking essentials. Never run out of supplies again. Along with your monthly smoking essentials is a uniquely themed glass piece every month. Worried about your privacy? All our packages are shipped discreetly to your door. So sit back, relax, and let the magic happen. Visit Hemper.com to order your monthly subscription box today. Oh, you're probably smoking before this episode anyway, right? Just use this next time. Use the A-Leaf Bubbler. It comes with a glass bubbler. carb a banger here at luxurious we only use the best california pine trees around each woody oil and bump contains up to one whole tree did you know i handpick each and every pine my cells are aged to perfection once the perfect tree is taken down and strategically stacked it's on to phase two. At this point, each pine is carefully cut into smaller and more manageable pieces. I mean, will you just look at that pile of select wood? From this stage, the BFS 9000 shreds the pines into an almost angel soft fibrous material as shown here. Here at Luxurious, we use quality ingredients and the freshest pine cones. Get luxurious, my friends. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? That was, a, that was the longest intro. That, that was, was long. long. That, that was, was good. That was long. I hope everybody buys everything. That was, <laughs> every single thing that's in that intro. There was some good... Good uh, Joe Biden moments in the very beginning, too. Dude, yeah, they're calling him out. He's like, huh? He's, <laughs> he's like Homer Simpson. Simpson. Every time you think it can't get worse, it just it just gets fucking worse and fucking worse. And uh, Yeah. Bill Gates with a pie in the face made me feel better about it, though. That's true. Yeah. He got hit in the face with the pie. And then, and then he goes, and he got hit two more times. Like it said, like in the narration, like they only showed us like one time of him getting hit, but he said he got hit twice more. <laughs> <laughs> He looks, he looks so pissed too. Like yeah, after he's like wiped the fucking shit from his face and he's walking in that building, he just looks psycho mad. I wonder if that's why he wants to kill us all. 
it's at least playing a role, <laughs> right? Well, we have a huge guest, I mean, today, too. Like, uh, you ever play Call of Duty? I have not personally, but obviously it's it's a gigantic... I'm not really a gamer myself, but, I mean, dude, it's... I've heard of it enough times I know that it's huge, you know? They're like, I know a guy that once... I know a guy that played it. I know so, a guy! <laughs> like, that was, uh, I'd say it's bigger than movies right now. Uh, I mean, sure. like, that was, a, that was a huge franchise. Like, uh, uh, James uh, C. Burns, how you doing, brother? Hey, guys. Whoa. Scared me. Before we get started, all right, to hear this fucking news guy say, like, these cowards attacked him with a fucking pie? Are you kidding? And then they called the to assault him with another pie. With the, with, he got hit with a cream pie. How is it possible that's a threat to anybody except his, his fucking ego? These guys are throwing cream pies at him. Dude, they called, him, they called him Hitman, too. They're like, three, hit, three Hitmen. <laughs> with pies. With pies. People get paid big money for that shtick on TV. Come on. Paid liars, man. Uh, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it. It's hard. I mean, when you, when you watch any mainstream media and you just watch them inject their fucking opinions, which are clearly given to them by somebody else, yeah. and, and just, you know, they, they've strayed so far from, from just being news and telling you what has occurred in the world, you know? That, was, that clip was 20 years ago. Right, right, it's right. No, man. This is like, like, this shit goes back to Vietnam. It goes back, to, it, it's like, it's always been this way. It's just now that this, the velocity of information has increased where it's instantaneous. So now it can be, and now we can absolutely manipulate it in any way, shape, or form. And that's, you know, when you had to wait a week to get a newspaper, then you kind of had to, you know, you had no options, but now you have so many options that, yeah. Anyways. And you and you've got the fact checker army on the on the the internet side of things, just yeah. removing shit, you know, putting little flags on shit, and it's just it's uh, very Orwellian, you know. I like that. Hey, Brock, how you doing? Brock's one of my guys. Good man. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for watching, Brock. So like you're, so what's it like being like a complete legend, like one of the biggest like franchises of all times? Like what's that? What's that like? Underpaid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I have that. I have so many different dispositions on that. I don't see myself as uh, as legendary. I'm just a guy who uh, hit my mark and stay my line. Uh, try to be as authentic as I possibly can. Everything I do. And I just happened to hit the, I got the right guy to believe in me. And once you get the right guy with a little bit with some power to believe in you, then good shit happens. And I overthink the guy named Dave Anthony, the guy who created Call of Duty. And he and I are, are, are like brothers now. And it was one of the greatest creative collaborations of my life. So I'm, I'm blessed, uh, if, you know, to say that. You know, I had somebody going to bat for me. So all the crazy shit I did, and I had no idea what this was. I it was I was just I was a neophyte actor. I had just started in the business. I really had no um, I had no boundaries because I just you know I started in my forties, so I had to hustle. I had to do crazy shit just to get jobs, and get started. I was fortunate that I had some money left over from playing as a hockey coach, and I had 
as an investor in a restaurant. So I had some income so I could do, I could take my time and really build, you know, block by block the way I wanted to. So I had that luxury, but it was just, I almost didn't take the job, man. I had you sound uh, like a hockey coach. Like you have that voice. Like, yeah, I love, I, I'm, I'm coaching again. Now my, my, uh, my lady friend, she's got a, a 12 year old that, uh, his grandson and, uh, he went to camp and he found street hockey. And I said, wait a minute, let me see something. And kids got, I mean, like, yeah, I, I coach a lot of kids, thousands of kids, right? Over 20 years. And you, you can tell when a kid's got something special, right? And I said, here, try this. And he's picking up techniques and, and, and skills that I take years. To, and he's got hip turn. He's got wrist roll. He's got these things that take kids, you know, years. He, he had it. Never picked up a hockey stick before, so I got pretty excited about that. So oh, let's, let's see what you got. So maybe it takes. So uh, coaching was fun. And, and you know, the thing about coaching for me is we, we most best teach what we most need to learn. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of venturing into a new career, and I need to relearn some old <clears throat> like – I'm, I'm a new – I'm a beginner again or something new. So when – you got to put your time in. You, you, you got to do your dime. You know, you, you got to put your time in. You got to get your skills together. And so by teaching him, offering him some discipline, I'm now seeing a mirror of myself where, where I'm falling short for myself. I go, wow, this is a gift. Being being a coach is a gift. If, if you're there, for, if I'm there for the right reason, it's a gift. And when I'm done learning, I'm done coaching. That's kind of what happened to me in history. But boy, we really got off the track in that fucking question, huh? <laughs> we went deep on that answer. Like, That's what podcasts are for, though. You know. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it, you're supposed to uh, embellish and 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 go off on tangents. It makes yeah. It, it, as far as the Call of Duty stuff goes, it's it, it's given me opportunity that few people get to have. I've been it's put me in circumstances and situations that just you know you just won't get. I've been to Afghanistan. I've, I've flown in. And helicopters over in combat zones, and you know, I, I, I've been on su submarines and aircraft carriers and jets, and I've been all over the world with the USO, and you don't get to do that. You know, I, I can walk in a room and have you know, 100 million people know who I am. It's insane, but yet it's like, no, no, no. I, it's only I only exist because people are paying attention. You know, I, I only exist because people are willing to show up. And sitting at sit, you know, buy a game or sit in the seat. I don't. Other than that, I don't exist. So I really am. I am. I am sort of uh, beholden to the uh, fan base. You know, there's a real reverence to that. Like, Why wow, I got to serve this part? I got to serve this community because without them, I don't exist. You know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be good to your fans. You know. It's all there is. It's all there is. Absolutely. Yeah. I was wondering, can I borrow some fans? Like, come on, man. <laughs> you got like, I have no, I have no idea how to harvest this thing. You know, I, I have brand recognition around the world. I got, you know, I have a very small YouTube channel. I got, I, I don't really work at it. I know some people are frustrated by that with me because I don't, I don't put the time in. I, I, I am, I'm too busy living my life where sitting and pumping it. You know, I, I do my channel, I do my show, but I really. Everything's for everything I do is by feel and hustling followers is not a feel. It doesn't feel right to me just right now. So if I have right. something, 
once one day I may have something else to offer and then I will feel good about uh, presenting it. But right now, so hey man, if you can if you can tap into the the, the Call of Duty Sergeant Frank Woods recognition, go man, take it, run with it. Just take it. I will support you. I will support you 100%, brother. That's what it's there for. Take it. Run with it. Have some fun. Capitalize. That's fine, man. So, so, oh, God, brother. I, I was just going to say, so how how intense of a process is it to make one of these games? It seems like you'd go in and, and just be hitting line after line after line after line because there's, there's so much potential different scenarios and possibilities, right? Or am I, am I wrong about that? Well, you're a musician, right? Yeah. Okay. So you, you, it's no, it's, everything's the same. You know, uh, the first thing that counts is know why you're there. You know, I have four requirements for everything I do in my life as a, as a, as an athlete, as an artist, you know, and number one is why am I there? What do I want? What does Burns want from being here? Why am I here? What do I, what am I trying to get from this moment? You know, and, and being, and is a demand to be brutally fucking honest with yourself. Yes. For me, sports was, sports was, was great. Sports is great. Sports is great. And I can't, English is hard for me some of this, um, but sports, it's like you, for as a hockey player, you live an entire life in one shift, right? You go on, you get about 45 seconds, you have a beginning, a middle, and the end, and you see the outcome. It's like living a miniature life. Um, same thing when you play a song, right? It's a miniature life. How connected can you be to that 45 seconds on the ice or that three minutes on stage when you're playing a song or, you know, when you have this beginning, middle, and end, you're challenged to experience that moment fully. And that's the whole premise of this thing. And nothing changes for me. You go from, you know, being an actor. I was a musician in my, in my 20s. I was a hockey player, a hockey coach. Now I became an actor. It's always the same thing. How can I maximize my experience in that moment that's dedicated to that, to that craft, to that art? And that's number one. So you take that, you take that into the room. And then I have a belief, a belief in my irreverence. Like, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not going to fucking say it. If it crosses a certain line that I have, I'm not, because I was a coach for many years. And a lot of times it's about um, recovering my own childhood because of the, uh, the verbal and emotional and, and physical abuse from, you know, it was back in the day, back in the 60s and 70s. It's fucking brutal, you know? And so, re- I was a coach to recover from some of that damage, some of those wounds. And so I, I vowed never to shame anybody. So when Woods yells at you, it's like, hey, you can fucking do this, man. You got this. It's intense, but he's under you. He's got your back. It's like, hey, asshole, get it done. No, you got this, man. Let's fucking get it done. You know, it gives, it provides energy and support as opposed to criticism and, and humiliation. And that was something I, I, I vowed. In, so when it, the game came around. I'm not saying this. And I just fucking barked stuff out. And it stuck. You know, I just kind of held on to this grounding. Happened. And then Dave Anthony saw it. He says, ah, let him yeah, let, do some more of that. Go ahead. And by by end of Black Ops 1, I was writing a lot of the dialogue. Black Ops 2, I wrote all my dialogue. And Black Ops 4, I wrote a, a lot of it. So, you know, it kind of that 
holding on to your beliefs and your integrity, your impeccability, I call it. That's always the key. So, man, it's easy. And come on. What, what, what a gift to go in and get paid to play fucking Army. Are you kidding me? I got paid to play Army. Now, hey, uh, I got a question for you based on something you just said. Yeah. Um, you said that you actually wrote a lot of your own dialogue. Most of yeah. Is is that like um, similar to the music world where writing your own dialogue creates more revenue for you? No, absolutely no. not. No, okay. it's a gift. It's a free. It's actually I, I had to. You know, I was on the verge of being fired a couple of times because of it. Because you know, in in this world, in writers, especially on TV, you know, the writer gets really cranky if you don't say the lines. And so many times I've gone and just rewritten the shit because you know what? It's it's stupid. Nobody talks like this. You can tell in four minutes somebody's who who writes dialogue for action who's never been punched in the face, you know, who's never been in the fist fight, who's never been on the bottom side of a, of, on you know, on the dark side of an outcome, you know, you've never had the shit knocked out of you by somebody else. You're gonna write things differently because it's it's a it's a it's a comfort, it's a uh, it's an entitled place. You don't really understand what it takes to take a shot in the head and recover from it, or to hurt somebody badly. And the, and the aftermath of all that. So you can tell pretty quick when you got some nerd writing something, he's using potty mouth to be tough. I go, no, yeah, no, I'm not going to fucking, that's not, using the word, oh, you fucking cocksucker. That's not a tough guy. You know, it's a look, it's a feeling. So there's a lot of that going on, you know, a lot of that. And sometimes writers get resentful. And I remember the day it happened that I, was, I just refused. So, some shit was just fucking stupid. I'm not saying Woods wouldn't say this. I'm not saying it. And then the uh, director called the head of the studio and the studio said, look it, leave him alone. Just let him go. Just let him go because that's what the character is. So I, I had a guy, be, I had a guy behind me that, um, boy, that's fucking going to be a, some awful thing to say. That's going to be like, that, that's, that's clickbait right there. I had a guy behind me. And you know, <laughs> in this fucking day, no, but I had support from somebody who really believed in what I was doing and how I was doing it, and you can't beat that. It just so that was a great opportunity. As far as no, they they didn't up, they didn't give me a bump. Um, I just got to I got got I got to build a character based on how I see the world and what I want to happen. So that's that's the uh, that's the bonus. That right. I get to create woods in my own image or my own beliefs, you know, my own authenticity. The experience, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was it. And they they paid me well, but it's not like I bought a, a Learjet, you know? Yeah. You you, Anthony, and I all all three, you know. I don't think uh unless Anthony's hiding one somewhere. <laughs> well, of course he's got it his his inside his fucking beard. So I know he's got his jet. Could be. Yeah. I wish I had a jet in my now, did you do uh, did you do most of your your voiceover work? Do you have like a studio set up at your house for that, or did you actually go into to their studio? And, and well, remember, this is this is pre COVID, so we did everything. Um, yeah, I went down to uh, it's called House of Moves, and it was all done there. Sometimes we work at out of the Treyarch uh, Studios, but there's several places to go. I mean, LA is full of recording studios, and family. yeah, yeah, no, it's and you know, Woods is primarily. Uh, caught um, performance capture. So I think, have you seen some of the videos where you see the guys in the, the, the suits and the uh, in, in the dots? So basically, 
we capture voice, face, and body movement all in the same. It's like making a movie, just like making TV. Oh, so you were like wired up physically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most of my stuff. Huh? The reason I got the job is because they were actually testing the technology. I went in to test like almost like a stuntman role. Again, I was just, you know, I had a thing when I was starting out, say yes. You know, I wanted, I just wanted to, I know how I learn. And I have to learn by uh, failing. So I try to create opportunities to fail without consequence. You know, so, you, you know, you want, I need to fail a lot and not have it affect um, my overall. Right. Right. You know, learning to fail, having a place to fail without consequence. So I said yes to a lot of low level. I have, a, I have like four IMDBs. Three of them, you'll, I'll never tell you who they are because I don't want, to, I, I've been some real shit movies. And I've been really bad. Like what? You have, now you have to tell me, like what? No fucking way. No. <laughs> so, I'm bad in bad movies. So, but I had to go through that to learn how to be better at things. Yeah. So, what movies were you in? I have dozens of great movies that I'm proud of. I have Cold Water, I have Pity. I have uh, even Seal Patrol. I'm proud of these films. Let's talk about those. Let's see where you came from, though. You know, let's see where you came from. Like, what no, 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 no. That's not how. That's not how it works. I told you. I need to fail in secret. I need to fail. You know, right? You know, you're, you guys are artists. You know, you don't. You don't show your first fucking you know sketch of a song. You fucking bang it out for it until you feel good about it. Oh, yeah. you you own your craft for a long time. You're not gonna see my. I'm, I'm, Oh, I don't want to see it. I just want to know like what movies like you hate so bad to not tell me because like it sounds kind of funny like to me like I, like, I was just like uh, good uh, good we'll keep it that way. You're <laughs> like the Brady Bunch movie or something. Like, I, I will tell you when I'm good at something. I'll also tell you when I'm really bad at it. And well, yeah. I'm really bad at it. There's a couple movies I really suck. In, if so. I guess it right, would you say would you say yes? No, of course not. Oh, guess it right, dude. Just yeah. like of all the movies in fucking history, you're gonna start oh, pulling names. You get nothing from me, man. The start He's like fired up about it, though. You're like, well, I mean, that's what was the question? I go off on the. It's like I'm like Joe Biden now. I just drift off. <laughs> you're not quite Joe Biden level. I'm but. getting there though, dude. Fuck. No, the, the question was. uh Oh, did you go in to to um, do your voice work? But I didn't realize that you actually had all those like uh, cyborg devices on you and had to oh, do the remote, act out the motions as well. That's where I said the 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 original audition I went for was to test the technology for that because they had just started in two thousand nine is when I first went to audition for it, and they need need a guy weapons training and stunt training, which I had both. So I went in and it was just a shit show of an audition. They had no fucking idea what they're doing. So I just kind of like, yeah, this, the whole video of how I got the job is on my YouTube channel. It's how I became Woods. It has, host, shows the whole timeline of what happened. And it's kind of, it's, you know, I went in and I just, I wasn't going to take the job. And then a guy who's my manager at the time, he, uh, we're talking about the jobs for the week. I said, ah, you know, got this one this one offer from this it's a video game and it's i i it sounds like a stunt job i really don't want to do stunt work anymore it's like because what's the what's the video game i guess i know beauty does duty call call beauty he goes call of duty i go yeah he goes call of duty i go yeah he goes it's the biggest game in the world i go yeah but it's a video game he goes take the fucking job don't 
he, don't be fucking retarded. And that's what he said to me. And I go, all right, I take it. And that's, I almost turned it down. He, he, but he insisted. Yes. Yeah. And that's how it happened. And we just, we, we worked together three months working on the technology. We did some level testing. They liked me. We got along. They brought me back to test some stuff for the game. And they liked me again. Then Christmas came along. I didn't hear from three months. The next thing I see, they have this audition uh, notice saying, uh, it said, I, I auditioned for the role of Sergeant Frank, you know, I was playing Sergeant, Sergeant Frank Barnes. Then all of a sudden they see Sergeant Frank Woods and they have an exact description of me. Everything right down to the fucking tee. I go, oh, those bastards. Really? I do all this and now they can go you know, hire another guy. And they did. They hired two guys and they kept firing them. They finally said, well, let's just hire the original guy. And he already knows the character and we can get him for scale. So that, that's what happened. That's how I ended up in the job. That's great, man. Glad it all worked out, you know. Yeah, now you're too. American folklore, man. That's that's huge. I mean, that, that game's like bigger than most movies, I'd argue, man. Like more people probably play that game than seen a modern movie. I had no oh, idea. Sure. I had no idea when I took the gig how big it was. I, I found out when I finally went to you you won the VGA for character of the year for Woods in 2010. And I went and I expected to be like you know, a couple beers in the back of a bar someplace. You know, I, I thought it was a rinky dink thing. And I go, I got like, it's like the Staples Center. And it's this huge event. It's like, it's bigger than the Oscars. I mean, there's like, there's 40,000 people in the stadium. It's going apeshit. And I'm like, okay, this is, this, I may, maybe I should pay attention to this, you know? Dude, video games are, they're massive. It's like Anthony said. I mean, it's, it's a, a, a hit video game is, is way, way bigger and reaches more people than a hit movie, I would say. Yeah, Call of Duty at least, man. That was that was massive. I mean, I mean, Black Ops one and two, and then the Cody City and four too. That's like nuts, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, I'm also in the declassified too. It's a little mobile game, so they they use my assets a lot. Sometimes I don't think that they pay me for them. I I, I see assets. I go that, that's me because I have a very distinct run. I'm a little bow legged, and I'm seeing some of the some contemporary. Oh, wait a minute, that's no, nah, that's me. I, I know how I move and that's there's certain I have certain gestures that go along with things and that, that looks like me up there. So you, you think know? that they're using your movements uh, that they recorded for that game in other they, things? They've, they've got me in a black. This, this is going to be the industry coming up in the next five years. I believe that as an actor, you're we're going to have to be going to get scanned, become digitized in a high res format. They'll capture your voice, capture, and yeah, as a, so basically to do uh, the motion capture performance, they you do this range of motions called a ROM, R O M, and so you do all these motions, and they, they you stand in this box, and they scan you with a laser, and they make a you know three D print of you, and then they digitize all that, and then you run, you jump, you do all these movements, and they capture those movements, and that becomes your your assets, called your assets. And then it capture your voice and you do um a show mode and you talk you know all this stuff and they own it they they, they own it for that project and then i got to rebuy it after that but right. i think sometimes um they you I see think, it in other in other shit, huh? well i can see some of the assets are, are, are repurposed like there's a few assets like this is just like uh yeah th this is this this uh, game level here looks an awful lot like this over here. And you see a lot of redundancy in the buildings 
and the approach areas and the way the map moves. So a lot right. of this stuff uh, is probably older because you got to build this entire universe, right? And that means it takes thousands of hours to render this stuff. So what happens is that I think they kind of repurpose that. Sometimes, you know, they leave some of the, I think they leave some of the old, some of my old assets in it because it's, it may be burnt into some of the, uh, some of the environments, you know, as it's, so that's what I think that's, I don't know for sure, but that seems to be what's going on. And I can't ever believe it. claim. There's no way to claim that. Well, and it's, a, if the video game industry is anything like the music industry, they're definitely fucking you. That's just, that's just the well, way. Yeah. It's just, again, I, I have no evidence. I have no proof of it. Mm-hmm. But when I see certain, like, mm, that really looks like me. Cause Woods is built on my chassis. It's my size. It's, it's my face. You know, they, as they, even as they age him, they kind of, Woods went from blue eyes, from brown eyes to blue eyes. I have blue eyes. So they even, as the time went on, they actually made it more and more like me, you know, cause it's, I just, I'm built like the guy, you know, I'm, I'm a 5'11", 200 pounds. I'm built like an athlete. You know, he, Woods is, he's an athlete basically. So that's anyways. What athletes five foot tall? What? What athlete's five foot tall? What athlete's five foot tall? Yeah, is that like horse jockeying or some shit? Like, what the- <laughs> horse jockeying. <laughs> There's no athlete's five foot tall. Like, hockey, hockey players don't have to be particularly tall, do they? No, I, I'm not. going to win. Like I'm, five eleven. I'm not five foot tall. That's five foot eleven. That's like the same thing. What sports do you play? <laughs> No, I'm almost six foot tall, dude. No, I'm, I'm no, almost, but I'm, I'm, just, mean, I'm, I'm just a finger fart under six foot. So, but what sports is that? Like midget wrestling or something? Like, <laughs> hey, you can't use the M word here. You can't use the M word. Which one? Well, I used the R word today, didn't I? Can't use it anymore. Which one? The R word. What's the R word? I'm not a lesbian. Like, R, it's, the, it's, it's, it's re. Oh, retarded? You can't say retarded? No, it's 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 illegal. You I can. No. I can say it because you can't. I, I'm the only person allowed to say retarded. Like, That's retarded. Oh, shit, everyone, I said it again. God damn, going to hell. Yeah, everyone else under arrest. That, that word gets dropped a lot on, on this show. Uh, you know what, man? I uh, Don't get me. I don't get me fucking started. I can't. I, I, I'll go off on these fucking rants. And That's why I'm trying. I'm going to <laughs> you're just you're hearing me like your like your favorite video game character voice. It's like even funnier. It's just like, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I wrote I wrote a lot of dialogue for Black Ops Four. A, a lot of it. like I wrote all the stuff for the the uh, special training HQ. I, I wrote all that shit, and I went off the fucking I went off the chain, man. And I most of my shit got rejected. You know, I, I would they send me a, a, a writing request in the morning. I, I knock it out by fucking five in the afternoon and they would reject half of it because it's just so just so politically fucking inappropriate. You know, take them out like a Tijuana dentist. That's funny shit, right? Like take them, you know, you take them out like a Tijuana dentist. And uh, they say, can't use that. I go, seriously? That's offensive? Yeah, they t- oh, there's, dude, there's so much shit like that. They just took it all out. They, that's offensive here. Is it is it Tijuana? Is just the word the Tijuana is offensive. I don't somewhere? know. I don't know. Then I can't <laughs> use it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. What's offensive about a Tijuana dentist? Have you been to Tijuana? Do you get it? Well, you there's know? nothing wrong with saying Tijuana. It's just a, a fucking city. It's just yeah. Well, it is, I, you know, I think I think it. I, I was I 
So I was offended each time you guys said that. So <laughs> you're offended well, by the yeah. Anthony, you, Anthony, you are a sensitive kind of guy. I am, and thank you for noticing that, James. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, he really is. We have the beard to save your. Uh... It's to take the focus off my bald spots, like on the top. Of my head. So it's like my peacock enough down here. You can't tell I'm hey, going bald. You, you know, you can't say you can't you can't pee with your cock. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I I can't. Unless like you transitioned, are you fully transitioned yet? Yeah, Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well. See, you can't do that. That's illegal, too. See, dude, you, you, we're all going to hell. Not me, man. Not me. I'm going to heaven, dude. That's going to be cool. I'm with, are you Christian? Born and raised Catholic. I'm a, I'm a recovering Catholic. Yeah, we oh, got diddle. And that's, that's satanic, right? Well, I'm from uh, I'm from Massachusetts. whole yeah. lot of diddling going on in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Catholic Church seems like a, like a sex trafficking organization. Like a, <laughs> it's ran by like Italians, so like it's like the it's just like the mob, you know. It's like you know, it's, uh, it's like there's there's good and there's bad in every group. Every yeah, not the fans, not like the people that go and stuff, you know. But like the fucking like the fans. The high up. You know? <laughs> Jesus look, at look at that! Right there, right there are priests who I know have saved people's lives. There's priests I know who have fucking diddled little boys. You can't group everybody together under under one umbrella. As tempting as it is, and as fun as this, I think that's yeah. Up. But the Catholic Church has a pretty bad percentage rate when it comes to the diddling. I mean, it's it's there's there's some diddling going on. There was some fucking diddling. Yeah, it's a it's a high yeah. number of uh, yeah yeah. I was, I was like a fat kid, you know. I was I was like ugly when it mattered, you know. <laughs> I was ugly when it mattered. Yeah, those, those, those ugly fat kids got away with it. They got yeah, it. Easy. They yeah, get off pretty, easy. <laughs> Priests like getting hot friends. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know, I know what that means. And I was like, but no, I I serve, I serve God and stuff. You know, I just feel like I feel like thousands of evil as fuck. You know, but I mean, seriously, I mean, seriously, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't write the rules. You know, I don't know I'm just some dude. It, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a huge topic to jump into, of course. But uh, just the short story of it is, it is like the old pagan Roman religions just kind of repackaged, you know, um, under the the Christianity. My my ignorance on this stuff is vast. So I <laughs> That's everyone, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, Suppo I, supposedly Constantine couldn't. He he was try, he was trying to eliminate the Christians and. You know, he'd kill one and ten would pop up. And so he, he realized at a certain point that he couldn't kill all the Christians. So then all of a sudden one day he woke up and said, hey, I'm a Christian. Here's my spin on the whole thing. And, you know, they, they still have like the pantheon of gods that they just, you know, repurposed as the, as the disciples and the saints. And, yeah. and uh, they just kind of chugged along, but they they infiltrated christianity in a way with 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 paganism um and it's just rolled ever since you know it seems like male model jesus looks like lucifer you know yeah i don't i don't, I don't buy that i don't buy the six-pack like male model jesus you know like like, like, G, like jesus is probably a haggard dude with a beautiful soul you know and like lucifer was like the beautiful angel you know like it feels it you know yeah I, I it's that's the thing when i i i Something something happened two thousand years ago. We don't have pictures. We don't have videotape. Even if we did, we wouldn't trust it today. So I have a shroud of Turin, like arguably, but that, but, but that's like uh, like you said, it's not video or fucking photo. But. Yeah. Uh, others like this. I I I try to go by 
um, when I hear people talk about their faith and about their belief systems, I look at behavior of the individual. I look at the stride for authenticity. Um, are you generous? Are you kind? Are you willing to be stoic? Are you willing to, uh, you know, stand up and be counted? I mean, there's, there's certain traits that I find across all pathways. I, I have friends who are Muslims. I got friends who are Jewish and none of them, you would sit in a room and not spend time with and enjoy the company. I have, you know, I've studied Buddhism. I've studied, I've, I was a Jesuit for a little bit, even for, even dance with Scientology for about three minutes. And yeah, I did some searching. And what I find is that there's a common, there's a common thread through all these things. And that is, are you, are you trying to become more connected, more authentic and are you burning off your ego? Are you burning off your your uh, patterns? You know that that to me is the binding the binding image, and I see that across. You know, I find men of all steps who have that. Um, I also believe that having a group of people who are like minded in the pursuit of growth is essential, and that's why I think religion comes into into a key uh, factor is you have a people a group of people who are watching each other who are monitoring each other you, you have this group consciousness that if you see another man work you know doing what you're doing you're more likely to do it if you see a man straying off the path you make hey listen straying off the path that is a camaraderie that is a, a that is a, a community that helps growth and, and maintain your direction so that's to me is the is the value of having a, a, a community that with like-minded um, results. Now, within that permutation, there's a lot of problems that people can turn it into, you know, as we've seen it in the past, it, it can be turned into something really grotesque and dangerous and ugly. So I really have to, and my whole mission now, especially with the way we are here with the, the bifurcation of our, our media and our politics and even our cultures, like, I have to live in the place where I can see both sides at once, maybe three sides at once, and try to understand. And Zen is a great thing. And it's in every path. I just have Zen in my mind today. Seek to understand rather than to be understood. Try to under try to find out how, okay, it's, if that's pissing me off, I must recognize it myself. So let me let me focus. Why is that pissing me off? Spot it, you got it. I am the purveyor of all I feel, of all I think. I create, I create all my emotions. I create all my thoughts. They are generated in here. Nobody, no one's words, thoughts, or actions generate me. I, I react. And if I own that, and I think that that's the whole, that's the whole Christian philosophy anyways, of ownership. Do I, you know, can I take, can I take responsibility, accountability for who and what I am? And I am responsible for how my life goes. No one else. It's me. It's my yeah. decisions. It's what decision I make, these are consequences. And that's, and when I see other men who are fighting for our time, for accountability, for autonomy, and these are the men I want to be around. I don't care what you, what kind of thing you wear around your neck. If, you, if you're fighting for authenticity and personal accountability, we're going to be friends. Yeah, it's, um, going back to something you said just a, a minute ago here, um, it's amazing what the removal of God from our society 
has done, you know, sure. I, I, I grew up in, I grew up in kind of rebellion of, of being forced to go to church when I was younger and, and uh, having some, some experiences that I, that I didn't really dig. And, and um, you know, it, it's amazing to see lately though, how the, that continued removal of God is just, our society is just crumbling. And it's, it's, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And it's clear that those two things are tied together in my mind, you know? I, I, I'll contend something with you. I think if, if I listen to the news, it's getting worse and worse. But if I meet, but I was on an RV trip last week and we're going from RV park to RV park. And man, I met people who are like minded like us. You guys, there are more, there's, it's, we only see the worst of the extreme. We are the majority. We, we definitely are. Common are sense, you know, it's reasonable, it. rational it's, thought. There is, there's nobody. I don't care. I mean, there's, I don't care what color you are. What you're got. There's reasonable people. I do. People I was trying to <laughs> and the point is, like, how did how are we allowing the extremes to be the normal? No, no, no. The bell curve is here. Eighty percent of us are about. Mm, a 2% variance of what we believe and think. But yet, news media says, well, everything's falling to play. You know, this is it's going to hell. Like, no, it's not. Things are fucking good. It's just that everyone's focused on these little negativities. Like, I'm telling you, man, it, that's, and that's, that's the power you got to take back. And when you say, you know, the idea is that we have this massive capability of, of men is that I don't speak for women, I speak for men, that if we have these conversations, say, hey, I agree. I, I, met, I met a guy from um, the Netherlands in this trailer park, and he was, we just started talking politics, and he was like-minded, but he's super, he, he says he's woke, but yet he's sitting there, he said, yeah, but they're, they're taking our, they're killing our farms, they're making, they're taking our, our trucks away. He goes, how are we going to make, he had the same insights, the same intelligence that we have about things, and well, wait a minute. But he, but he's convinced that he's different than Americans. I, and I, we sat there. I go, you're here. He goes, yeah, you know. But all we see Americans just have trucks and RVs. I go, dude, you're in an RV park. Of course, you can't see fucking trucks and RVs. You're in an RV park. This is this is, you know. And he had a great conversation about it all. And it's like, you know, he. And they said, well, you know, well, it's we we're gonna go to Florida, but Ron DeSantis is close. He closed the state down. I go. What do you what what are you being told? And they say that you know Ron the, the CNN in, in in uh Europe is saying Ron DeSantis is trying to take children away from the parents and he's you know he's he's setting up prisons. I go, this is so fucking this is these are lies, and this is the problem is that when we have got to be able to talk to each other and not get sucked into this bifurcation, this split. Well, you're you voted for Trump. You're an asshole. We voted for Biden. You're an asshole. No, no. Wait a minute. There's common ground here that is so much more. Well, if you did vote for Biden, you're probably retarded. I just, I mean, just like, I mean, you're almost as retarded as Biden if you voted for Biden. That's you know, awesome. it, and that's that's a fun joke and fun side. But the idea is, <laughs> no. What it was, they they were fed. You got to assume everyone is is innocent until you prove them guilty. They're fed a fear-based meal for many years, and then they consumed it. And then because they hate this guy with orange hair, a little bit bombastic, 
they here jab me why because trump's an asshole all right well here you know we got to defend no actually if maybe the guy's bombastic yeah maybe he says some shit this i'll cut but listen to the policies i feel like the idiots are just taking themselves out you know they're just vaccinating themselves and they'll probably die and then we'll have more land you know i mean it's just like that's what it seems like it's just like all right my my idiots the uh, the idiots and my enemies are just taking themselves out yeah all right anyways my point is we have got to change we have to take the power away from uh the media companies to to split us up and say no no you're not gonna yeah. do that you're not That's my true. you're not my fucking enemy i'm not your enemy we have let's talk about what we have in common you know and you got to fight for that you know you got to fight for that you got to fight for the, the ability to stay in the middle and hear people hear, listen to people talk without reacting without saying i'm getting triggered by that one thing they're going to throw that they're programmed they're programmed they're going to throw it at you Okay, fine. Now, can we talk? You know, I can, I can handle someone's anger. I can handle their resentments. I don't take that on. Other people's words, thoughts, and actions can never be used for a personal definition. I generate my own happiness. I generate my own life. I generate my own confidence. No one else gets to do that for us, right? Lecture over. So what now? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck doing it. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it is crazy. The divide and conquer is is in full force. I mean, it's it's never been as as crazy as it is now in that sense. And uh, it's definitely and, it's, and we're letting it happen. I mean, like we because we we we're, we all holding our ground and believing that we're we're right and they're assholes. No, man, that, that's that's how it happens by not giving the benefit of the doubt to the guy across the aisle. Because they wanted, they, they, you know, when I was, uh, when I was working with kids, I always used to say my assistant coach, the guys, you got a hockey school for many years. I said, when a kid fucks up, you got to give him a path home. You got to give him a way to redeem himself. If you, someone fucks up and you keep your head on your, your boot on their throat, how can they come back? How can they join the pack if they're never allowed to make right or given a, a, a path back? How do you redeem something? How do you redeem somebody? How do you redeem yourself if you never get an opportunity to? Just like, you know, the cancel culture. You know, you say something stupid and you're in college. Now you're going, you know, you, you lose your life. Well, wait a minute. That was 40 fucking years ago. I've changed. doesn't matter. You know, that lack of redemption is the, that is. No, I, I think with the cancel culture, it's lack of accountability. Because, like, you need to be, you need to start a company. Like, why are you working for anybody anyway? You know, that, that, that's how I feel about Americans. It's like, like, oh, man, I can't get a job at fucking Walgreens because I cussed one time. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, then start your own company, stupid. This is, this is the best society to do that ever. And, and, and people don't do it. Then. Uh-oh. Like that's that's what I liked about my cousin. My cousin's like, uh, my cousin has so many fel- my cousin has like, like so many like felonies. And they're like, and they're like, well, who's gonna hire you? He's like, me. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking fire me for felonies. That's like how I feel. It's like we. This is a very easy fix. Most of it, you know. It's not like hard. Actually, it's like like and then like what you're saying about understanding these people. These people also like fell for Chinese propaganda to like to let them take over and gave us like a a, pop- a Manchurian. Uh, Maturing candidate president, you know, I mean, it's basically a fucking like has no active brain cells, can't form a sentence, can't walk, can't ride a bike. I mean, this is like my life's in danger because of these fucking idiots that are basically are going to kill, kill themselves with vaccines, really. Well, so, I mean, remember, they already took care of themselves, really. But I mean, I, I, I am not refuting the, the anything you're saying, but you're my life's in danger because of these people. But we, but we, we need to start the conversation back. You know, the story about the boiling frog, right? Yeah. 
Okay, that's all this is. It's been a slow progress of infiltration into like it's the te the teachers now, and God bless them. They are they believe this, but this has been actually a slow, slow boiling pot. And now this is just we are at 200 degrees and 212 is coming fast. And we have to be able to look back at, all right, the people who we disagree with are there, not by choice, but by momentum. We can at least use them for human shields. Oh, well, <laughs> very well. I mean, this is fine too. A meat shield is a very effective weapon. Yeah, very effective. They're, like, they're, they're, they're the valuable first wave. But, uh, but but no, I'm just saying, like, most people aren't supposed to be smart, you know, like, we're supposed to help them, you know, and you're right. So I, I agree overall. We're supposed to help them. <laughs> like, really? You, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're smart, you're supposed to help them, you know? Well, the thing is, just, as well, I mean, not everybody is designed to be an entrepreneur. I'm not. You know, I, 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 I don't want to start. I, I've opened a couple of businesses. I didn't like it. You know, I like I'm an artist. That's you're not cool. camp either, and you're one of the largest selling video games of all time. I'm talking about like these like losers that don't do shit. And they're like, oh my god, I can't get a job at fucking Target. You know, uh, like not the guys who fucking you already do shit, man. You, like, you, I mean, it's like. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that there, again, this is where I really I, I draw a line with us as men, is that that condemnation is we have got to look at that with a, a, a certain generosity. Okay, why are they like that? And it's not you, you can't beat the, you can't beat the fuck out of them for, for being uh, feckless because they're there not by choice it's by breeding it's by uh, unresolved trauma they can't they can't live in reality because like something traumatic but, happened but, but why is that but why death. is that is that the, maybe the dad wasn't the they had no dad to learn from they the school fucked them you know what the biggest set the saddest part for me is I remember growing up I'm older than you guys I'm, I'm old as fuck I but tell. I remember. We had to take. I, I was in. I was a pretty smart. I was in honors book. I was going to college because I was an athlete. But we had to take metal shop. We had to take wood shop. We had to learn how to weld. We had Push to learn how to do electricity. Yeah. We had to learn drafting. We had to learn gardening. Yeah. We had to learn like this is this is our career, like real life skills. You had real education, yeah. Now, when did you graduate? I get. Well, I got a college in the '82. Yeah, you guys had real. Yeah, you guys had real. So, but, but in junior high, like, like you, you had, and you couldn't just go in and you had, like, even the biggest nerds knew how to use the lathe. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone could change a tire, and these life skills were taken away from uh, a young men. Uh, you know, in the '80s, like these, these were deemed so fucking worthless. Like, if you were, how dare you work with your hands? You know. And I think what happened was a lot of a lot of guys stopped trying to have these. I mean, come to California, try to find a plumber and try to find a guy who fix your air conditioner. It's like these guys are cranking two hundred bucks an hour just to show up and fix your air conditioner, change the freons. You know how to do it. I mean, there is a bundle of cash to be made by having the ability to do things. Definitely, bro. Definitely. To do things, and this is lost. Everybody wants you know, everybody wants to be a fucking tick star. Tick. Talks are a fucking Kardashian. Well, come on, that's that. That value. Our values are now driven by the by this idea that somehow I have to be famous for for, for just who I am. You know, well, can, if unless you form a personality, unless you form some skills and some confidence, no one gives a fuck. Unless you're acting like a fool, and then they just laugh at you for a couple of days and move on to the next fool. 
You know, that, that's really where, so when I hear us talking about these, you know, and again, th this is my fan base too. A lot of these guys are, are, are in their basements and they're there because they don't know how to change their momentum. And a lot of what I try to do in Sergeant's Corner is talk to guys, hey, you can do this, man. Just get up, take a walk. It, you know, and depression, it's such horse shit in this culture. It's like, just fucking take a walk. Stop eating sugar. Do some exercise. You know, get some sleep and get off the fucking phone. Get off of the fucking game. I've been playing. Me and my girlfriend uh, love playing zombies. But I, we have a time limit. One hour. Because anything over an hour, my eyes hurt. I have dreams I don't want. And my brain is fucked up. So this the thing that I make a living off of is, is fucked up a lot of kids because it's an addiction. Because you don't have to do anything except you're absorbing shit, but you're not generating it. We become bigger and stronger when we create and generate. We have to generate energy. You have to generate action. And so when I hear it, we start talking about these guys who can't get a job at Walgreens. Believe me, it's the, they're not there because they want to be. They're stuck there and they don't know how to get out and they're fighting. They're, they already know their fucking, their shame is so deep that they have to defend that position because they have nothing to grip. They have no self-esteem to grab onto. So they have to defend this little fucking pocket they live in. And that's my, that's my whole point about the Woods character. I will never fucking shame somebody ever because I was there. I know what's like. Oh, I was, I was saying that the people who get canceled are afraid that they will never get a job at Walgreens. I wasn't saying Walgreens is a bad job. I'm just saying it's a low goal and like being canceled doesn't matter. That's more or less what I was saying. You know, it never really starts somewhere. You know, I was a fucking, I worked at like Dollar General and shit, man. I'm not knocking. What? I'm not, I'm not knocking the fucking, you know I mean, I, I granted I only worked there two weeks, but you know. <laughs> I was just, Brother, I, believe me, I, I, had, I had my fair, I got fired a few times. I, I had my me fair. Too, I walked yeah. out of so many different places, man. Yeah. You know, I remember, yeah. I remember the job field too. Like all these like stupid, like, it, like I remember these like marketing jobs. They'd be like hiring for marketing, and like, and like oh, you go there, they're trying oh, to get you to snow vacuums. Like, marketing. Yeah, oh my god. That's yeah, a, that shit. Oh, it's fucking brutal, man. Yeah. Like, do you want to sell vacuums door to door? I'm like, I'd rather kill people for money. You know, it's like, <laughs> this, is like this is like, I'd rather start the revolution. Actually, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, you know. That's like what it, that's like what it feels like when they offer that crazy shit to me. And I did door to door jobs, fucking like you know what I mean. I'm not trying to fucking act like anything. No, I, I'm a fucking I'm a peasant too, bro. I'm just good at marketing. Door to door. That's to me. That is hard mode, bro. Heroic right? fucking thing. Heroic. No fuck There's no heroicness in that. Dude, like, no. But, to be able to do it well. And that, comedy practice. It's it's comedian practice. You gotta have the fucking balls to walk up to somebody's house and say, "Hey, I smell you." Can I steal some fucking time for you and sell you something you probably don't fucking need? I'm sorry. It takes a certain level of commitment to do that. And I find that level of commitment to be fucking heroic. Just practice I, I with comedy. Job, but the, the commitment to doing something, I love that shit. Yeah, we, I, do like every, I do like every spring and then like summers and then like towards the comedians to be proud. What's up, Cody? How you doing? So I used, to, uh, I used to sell cologne. I used to walk the streets of St. Louis and sell cologne for a company. That I took the job through Craigslist, and they would give me a box of like knockoff name brand cologne, and you would go and pop it for whatever you wanted to charge per bottle, but you had to bring them back X amount of dollars at the end of the day, depending on how many bottles were gone. And I'm walking in snow in North fucking city, fucking St. Louis, trying to walk up to people at gas stations, and people are like, "Get away from me! Don't even talk <laughs> at me!" and I was like, I'm not doing this. This is not cool, you know. But uh, I sold some. I sold some bottles. I made a little bit of money. But people would tell me like, 
people would be like, get a real job. I'm like, you're at home at noon, bro. Like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm literally out of your door at noon and you're at home, man. Like, what do you, what do, you do, bro? And they get, like, so mad. They get, like, so pissed. I just, like, ball them all up, bro. And the housewives buy everything, man. Like, I'm like, don't you need a new kitchen? Aren't you, like, tired of that shit? And they're just, and they're just like, yeah, actually, blah, blah, blah. I fucking yell at them and shit. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, change, change, change. And then, like, uh, yeah. I was, it was a fun job for a complete bum that didn't try. That's what I mean. I feel like if I tried, I would have had a better job. I just wouldn't. I was just, like, not, I was not interested in trying at the time of my life. Yeah, this. What yeah. a great story, guys. I'm glad we talked about door-to-door sales. You never know what topics you're going to have. I couldn't do it. I couldn't fucking do it. I got a gig. So I, I can't admit what, what it was. Um, made me insurance. I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't knock on the door. Nice. I couldn't yeah. do it. I just couldn't fucking do it. I, I sold it. like vanity, bro. It was like it was like home remodeling stuff. That's the only thing I could sell. I tried other things, like they tried to get me to sell knives, all stuff. I just like and plus it was like it was like a, it was a job that like they would hire felons. So you're basically just smoking weed all day with people. And then like and then like um and then like so, and then you get to the point where you manage them. So you drop these four guys off and you just go go back to your house and smoke weed for the whole time. And then, and, then you, and then you come back and pick them up. Manage felons. That's basically what the job was. It's like the only job like an educa- ed- educated moron like me could do. That be like, I have no like college degree. I have nothing. I mean, so it's like I have to be self-employed or work for these like fucking bullshit companies. To be honest, working your way up the pyramid scheme. Yeah, dude. And like, and you, I'd, I'd knock the first door, sell, and then go Uber somewhere, you know. And then like, if I when I was a salesman, I would, I would sell like one a day consistently to be every, more than everybody else. And now and now I would just uh, and I would just like Uber somewhere to a bar or something and like get drunk for like the rest of the time. That's like uh, I call it comedy practice, you know, because like you you, you had to talk to random people constantly, so it's the same as comedy. <laughs> it's like that was like the practice years. Yeah, my my first job out of college uh, was uh, making weapons. What kind of weapons? That's kind of howitzers. <laughs> Real weapons, fuck. Yeah, I, I worked for a company called Con Diesel, and I. I had had a crazy college hockey career. I got cut my senior year, but then I turned pro my senior year. And I had this gal who was, uh, yes, yeah, I, I, I was, I was, I, was, I, I was, I didn't have a lot of information. I, I probably couldn't put two sentences together and have it make sense when I was in my twenties. It, it was, I was remedial at best. I was too intoxicated. I mean, and I just remember I, I, I need, I, I took the first job that came my way because I was just terrified of. And it was weapons. So it was a, I was a glorified welding foreman, what I was. And we, so it was 80, 1981, 82. And I, I was negative I, five years old. I was running this factory. I was working in this factory doing the, the project, managing this factory. Big, like a few hundred people working there. And I'm like 20 years old. These guys hate my fucking guts. I go, no, I'm a blue collar guy like you, but I'm, you know, I'm management now. And I'm sitting in the, in the, in the, lunchroom and look at and the Falkland Wars is going on right and I look up and I see one of our howitzers there and I know we make shit I mean these things the the, the uh, welds would break you know decas come in we just pass that shit through because never thought you'd go into war right and then our stuff started coming back like they would ship them back and all the yeah these stanchions that support the, the howitzer 105 155s and every time they shoot it, they would just crack all these welds and they would just be useless weapons. I go, I'm going back to hockey. I'm, this is, I'm not, I'm, I am not staying here for another minute of my life. This is not, I'm making 
weapons, it's killing people, and the weapons are killing people because they're fucking failing, and someone's going to hang. It's probably going to be me. So that's it. My last day. That's crazy. Where, where did you get your uh, uh, weapon? You said you were, had weapons training earlier in the episode. What was that all about? Um, you know, you when you do work as an actor, uh, they, they hire um, guys to train you. Oh, I got you. Okay. When I shot Seal Patrol, we had uh, Dale Dye, who's a really well-known uh, weapons consultant. And he did. I mean, he's done everything. Uh, he did Platoon, uh, Full Metal Jacket. He was, he just, you know. And so you get on set. We had six weeks of training for Seal Patrol. Uh, breach and entry. Uh, a lot of platforms uh, qualified with uh, M16s, A4s, pistols. And so most of the jobs I get, I, I, I carry a gun. So that's, you know, you just pick up training. And then, you know, I, get, I have a CCW, so I, I you know, get sort of... California? Yeah. You know, I lost it or I, they, they, I got stripped. So, wow. I, yeah, I can't get it back. I got to reapply. Because the federal government did this thing that the sheriff's department's no longer doing it. And they, 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 they refiled me with Burbank Police Department. They don't want to hand them out. So they're, and their website doesn't work. Right. So, right, right, that's their way. It doesn't work. I can't. I can't right. upload. I can't upload my my uh, my certificates there. It won't. Doesn't work. Oh yeah, we're working on it. Three right. months. So, yeah. Anyways, it's 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 as an actor, you get hired when you're not famous for your skill set. Like as as a, as an athlete, so I've made hockey commercials. I I'm a I'm a I'm a driver, so I know how to drive semis. I can drive trucks. I can drive cars. I'm a precision driver, so I get hired for that. I get you get hired for what you know how to do until you become a crafted actor. And even then, I mean, the the biggest movie star there ever was, Tom Cruise, does it all himself. Flies helicopters, airplanes, he does all the stunts. The more skills you have as a, as an actor, the more lucky you you know. I got ton, I did tons of hockey stuff. I mean, I've done probably 15 hockey jobs. You know, not to mention just the Wheaties commercial, but everything else. So having I a, play a cop in every movie I'm in, it's weird. And I've literally played a cop in like every, like an FBI agent and a cop in movie. It's like I, I look like neither. It's like never makes sense to me. Yeah, but you, you, you totally could be a cop. Absolutely, undercover. I'm the Fed. Like spoiler. Alert. No, but it's like it's like weird. You you make sense. But like that's that's like a passion. You use like is like you like you like love hockey and you coach it and stuff. So it makes more sense. Like a guy like you would play and your voice, man. Like it makes sense that you would do a military voice. But I feel like it makes no sense. I played cops. <laughs> like it just like to me anyway. It's like it makes no sense to me. Like you sound like like, like if I like you just sound like a like a badass. Like you're, you're the voice of a badass. So it makes sense you'd be in the game. You know, it's like I, I think it's like, a compliment. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I just got a, I just got a big uh, big diss today. I just got re done recording some music, and uh, my buddy Rick is I've known this guy my entire life. He's like he's like my brother, and I send the uh, one of the cuts it's done, and his wife goes, uh, <laughs> "I love Sandy. I love his wife. She's great." And she goes, um, she goes, you know, I've heard his stuff before. He he has a real masculine voice, but. This one, he sounds like a girl. <laughs> you sound like Ren and Stimpy, one of, a Ren and Stimpy character to me too. Like one of the <laughs> like, like either Ren or Stimpy. I can't remember which one it was. Like one or, or one of the commercial guys. I forget. You ever oh, watch that show? Ren and Stimpy. Love you ever, it. You ever watch that show? 
Oh my, come on, man. Ren and Stimpy was a shit. That was. Yeah, you sound like one of the guys. I can't remember which one. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I, you sound like one of the guys from there. That was uh, that was back when they could make TV rip. Yeah, they, they could say shit back then. It was just wouldn't fly right now, you know. The secret is you still can. It just pisses off fat girls. You're like, oh my god, did you really just speak your mind and like, oh my god? It's just like it's like, oh shut up. But, you know, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. You know, it's like, it's like we could pick on them. I mean, we could get out is pretty easy because it's like the people telling us we can't say words are pretty ridiculous. You know. <laughs> That's how I feel. It's like it's an all fat girls. That should be that should be like a name of a of a of a band. We're sort of band right now, the fat girls. A punk, yes. a punk band pissing off fat girls. We should just call it the fat girls. We should start a band right now. Like as long as I can play drums, I'm in. <laughs> That's probably the only instrument you can't play. Can you actually play drums? Yeah. All right. Well, then you, okay. Well, fuck. We got a singer. I'll play bass. I guess it's like. Right now, the fat girls. Yo, man. Yeah. <laughs> Whalen. That's a good one. Who put that up there? Is that you, Cody? It's not me, so that'd be Cody. Whalen. Hell yeah. No, but really, that's like weird. Like, people are like, like, say you can't say words. You know, they're like, they just like act angry about it. They're like, did you, like, did you now? Dad? I'm like, I don't care about anything you're saying. You know, we just got to go back to saying that shit. It's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? You know, it's like, we got to bully him harder. We got to double down and just, you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm going to staple everyone to a treadmill. Like, I mean, that, that has a problem with what I say. You know, I'm going to duct tape them to a treadmill and then staple them. And then fucking, like, you know, I could be an undercover. That's why I want. Look, it's one thing to, um, you know, to shame and debase somebody for, but to, to have someone demand I celebrate unhealthy obesity is make it like, you know, she's a queen. Oh my God. No, she's a fucking load and she's unhealthy. You know, that to start celebrating this stuff as if it's some type of thing to be celebrated. You know, it's just the, gluttony. It's gluttony. It's, it's, it's gluttony. And yeah. it's, it's, there's all kinds of things. There is that odd person who may have some type of, uh, you know, actual chemical or physical physiological issue. Here's my debunking of that, bro. No one, no one in Ethiopia has that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like straight, you know what I mean, it's just like theory disproven. You know, it's just like it's, it's like yeah, I'm in the third row. My glands are crazy. I don't know. I'm still fat. You know, it's like that never fucking happens. And like, and like that's another case. These people just kill themselves off. They have a heart disease. You know, like everyone that is an opponent in how I think is killing themselves. Yeah, I well, that's like this Olympic thing, right? How I view it, yeah. Right. I mean, people are fly. Come on, folks. This is this is an untet. You don't know the results of this, and anything that makes things easier where you don't have to work for it, I don't trust it. Like you know, you take this pill and it burns the fat off. Yeah, but it's doing something else, man. There's you, you just. It, that just started. Stop eating garbage pails and nacho cheese, you fucking just, peasant. You know, it's just like, it's just like, it's like and move, just move, dude. You know, it's like it's a crazy. Take a walk. Take a walk. I work out. I I will go to the gym and like I'll do this cardio thing where I, I like just do laps and stuff. And these are like these old fat people just beating sticks on the ground. And I'm like, you guys are all fucking idiots. I just need a microphone. And just be like, you guys are fucking idiots. You owe me twenty bucks for this lesson I'm gonna teach you. You know. And it's like collect cover charge and like like raising the bar. You know. It's just like, dude, you're beating fucking drumsticks on the ground, you fat piece of shit. Haven't you realized that doesn't work after doing that in months and still maintaining like how fat and disgusting you are? Is that just an actual some... exercise? Beating beating drumsticks on the ground? Yeah, be like 30 fat girls like beating sticks on the ground. Like when I'm like doing cardio above them on the track. Like in the gym below, there's like, oh, I can't hang on. 
I'm not, I'm, the screen's too close. You can't see my arms. Uh, but no, they're just literally just like on the ground over and over and over and over again. And it just makes no sense like at all to me. It's like, haven't you realized that like this isn't working when you're still well, fat? I, I, I think it's, I think this part and parcel to, to a greater issue across the entire spectrum of, of, of the sociological landscape is that we have, we have, we have, I, I blame the Mighty Ducks for this, by the way. The movie, The Mighty Ducks. I fucking blame them. Now, I will tie this together. There's just the, the land of instant gratification is upon us, right? So people want to be that, but they don't realize that there's 10,000 steps to get there. And the hardest thing is making that first step. And the way I describe it is this. When you're looking at the top of the mountain, you're always going to trip on that first step because you're not looking at, oh, that's a little six-inch rise. I can manage that. I can manage that. You don't have to do, like I'm training this kid now. I said, well, Yager used to do a 1,000 squats a day. Well, I can't do that. I go, no, not today, but you can do you can do two right now, and you can do two in 10 minutes. You can do 100 today if you do it 15 times, you know, you can do it, but you got to break it into manageable pieces. And, you know, we want, if there's this idea of instant success, everybody wants to win the lottery. Everybody wants to win, you know, they see, you know, they see some TV. I, I blame the Mighty Ducks because this, I was coaching hockey in New York. Mighty Ducks comes out. And I just had a bad feeling. This is Disney, right? And uh, the, the kids come back and I had this influx of kids signing up for hockey Saturday night, the coming Sunday morning, with they had the expectation because they watched this movie, and in 90 minutes, kids who were inept, fat, and out of shape, never skated in a day in their life, went from being useless to being national champions in 90 minutes. So these kids are thinking, oh, it takes about 90 minutes to become a national championship. And parents actually said to me, oh, so when are the championships? I go, what are you talking about? Well, you know, they're, they're, they're starting at 8 o'clock. When do we – I go – and it was – these people seriously thought that in 90 minutes, their kids could go from being a towhead to being a relevant athlete at a, at a, at a championship level. And I'm like – I'm looking around my, my assistant coach. They had a sense of humor. Right? I go, fucking, you, you guys fucking with me here? And then they kept coming in. And all these kids, coach, teach us a knuckle puck. They wanted to take the puck and, you know, they put it on the side of, of, on the edge, which is stupid. But yet I had kids who were crying. I wouldn't talk to my fucking, I go, you people, where'd you get this? Well, in the mighty ducks, I go, oh my God. And so I blame that on, on Disney and, and, and what's his name? Spielberg. They create this fantasy of having things without working for it, having things given to you without understanding the steps necessary to become something. You know, it's all purposeful too, if you ask me. What do you mean? Why? I, there's just a purposeful destruction of our society that's been. At to what end? To what time. end? I mean, it's, it's a communist takeover, like the communist. The China's trying to expand throughout the world and take over the entire world, and like we're. Do you think it's Chinese? Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, they took their statues. They fucking do the same thing everywhere. I Maybe think. That, I, I think that it's that it's either. I mean, I. There might be more than one force that desires the same, Fair. The same outcome, but I, I think the, the, globalization. the globalist new world order thing is, is at play. China obviously is at play, but I mean, there's definitely been a, a controlled demolition going on of our society over here for a while. 
I'm not so sure it's controlled. I think it's just fucking demolition. I, I, I don't think it's, I think it's just fucking lobbing chunks of grenades and, and dynamite everywhere. There's no control at all. Well, well, it's been the totalitarian tiptoe for a long time, and they slowly, you know, promote um, unhealthy things for a society while removing the healthy things, um, you know, little by little. So I can't help but feel like there's a, an intelligence there. You know, I play. That's that's. Uh... I I think it's less. I think it's less by a master plan, and more about people seeing opportunity. Like, like lascivious individual who see like, oh, I can take advantage of this. You know, like somebody who's who shorts the market, right? Oh, I can take advantage of this. I you know, and I think it's more about, and when people start giving up their autonomy and giving up their accountability, and they demand somebody else be responsible for how they feel. I go, well, you're making me feel this. You're, you're this, you know, like, and when you stop uh, taking, taking inner authority and start taking responsibility for your decisions, consequences, and then someone accepts the response, oh, you're right. We've been bad and we should do a better job for you. All of a sudden you let somebody off the hook and that accountability goes away. And now you've got a slave. You know, if, if you are dependent upon someone else's words, thoughts, or actions to feel good about yourself, you are now a slave to that individual or that culture that you are demanding. Say the things you want, think the things you want, and do the things you want so you can feel good about yourself. You're a fucking, you're a slave. You, you, you are now veal. You are right for the slaughter. And there's no, I mean, that and there's, that's unequivocal. That's in every, I mean, that, that's the story of humanity. The minute you put your value outside yourself, you become a slave to that thing that you're demanding make you feel good. But this is infantile. That that's just not growing out of your infantile state. As a child, as a baby, you have to do that. You have to manipulate the world because you 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 can't feed yourself. You can't warm yourself. You need your parents to take care of you, and you learn to manipulate and demand that. But if the parent is not functional. They're not going to wean you off of that. And it's painful. You know, let, letting, a, letting a little, letting a 12 year old boy cry is hard for women. It's hard for people. Fucking let him cry. There's nothing. What are you crying about? He's just having a hard time sticking. What are you crying about? It's not, this is not, this is not appropriate time. This is push. You know, at some point you got to be told it's not okay. Push through it. Yes. Feel it, but push through, you know? Uh, yeah. There's a lot of parental failure going on in, in these times too. And again, I would I would attribute that more to um, Madison Avenue in the '50s, creating you know the the Beers diamonds. You know, you know, you know, diamond rings are not a traditional thing. That was the the Beers company creating a artificial demand for uh, an abundant rock. It's a lot of a lot of diamonds out there, man. So these artificial, you know, this these artificial. Um, incentives the artificial desires you know that's that's wall street that's you know i'm 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 part of it man i i've what i've shilled viagra i've shilled um all kinds of drugs a lot of geezer drugs you know eloquist i've been eloquist commercials i've been like a hundred commercials always pitching shit nobody needs you know 
and I get paid handsomely for it. So I'm, people, I'm people uh, need my ads that were at the beginning of the show. So if you uh, if you watch the beginning of the show, you need every product I pitched. I, <laughs> I feel completely. Well, yeah, like, the products yeah. he's pitching are, are necessary for your well being, of mental and physical and well being, not to mention spiritual well being. Yeah, also I do want, I, I do want to try that those uh, those uh, extracts, the um, mushroom extract. Wines, man, and stuff. Yeah, no, I got to do that. I've been hearing good things about that, and I've. Um, well, I got a promo code if you're watching at home, also, and you'd like to try. And, yeah. uh, and <laughs> link in the description if you want to. If you want to wake up with uh, and join us up here. We've somehow got into shameless schlocking of uh, products here. No, it was. Fun. I used to try to be a musician when I was a kid. And, I, and like like my uh, I like the doors a lot. Jim Morrison never sold ads or anything like that. I got pissed off at the corporatism of that. And I told my mom I'd be like that if I was a musician, or, and she goes, "No, you wouldn't. You'd sell out so hard." And, and then I started a podcast. And I'm like, "You're right, I would." I'm like, "I would totally sell out hard." <laughs> she was right. She was right. I was wrong. But uh, well, I think it's hard to. Um, I, I I have a. We have a, uh, an actor strike now, and I and I have a lot of ambivalence about it because I really think a, a lot of our industry is just entitled whiny bastards and babies. You know, like, yeah. you know, listen, you you you're not the reason to come into the fucking movies, man. You know, but at the same time, there's got to be there's got to be a way to you know, help people who are. To help people who are kind of in the journeyman stage to make a decent living. I mean, if, if you're if you're an extra, I mean, come on, you're an extra. You you you. It's not a high skilled job. You'll never wake up. Yeah, you'll never wake up and realize that it's stupid. You'll yeah. brag about being in the background of every fucking movie forever. I mean, that's how that's how all my extra friends are. They're like, I was in the back of this movie. This movie. It's like, it's, it's like it's good for you, but you're not an actor. You're, you're exactly. A, yeah, you're not even talented. Yeah, you should give up and go work at KFC. I, more you know, I, 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 I've done extra work, and I, I I did my. You know, I, I said I need to learn. I need to get on professional sets. I was doing a lot of shit films, like you know, student films and bad movies. So I need to get around. The, what bad movies are you in? <laughs> never fun. Fuck you, and uh, <laughs> and so you know, and I haven't heard of that movie. I I did that. I I did my number, my share of that, and I saw firsthand. I go, wow, this is, you know, this is this is a place where you can really get caught here, with the the illusion, the hope that somebody sees you and gives you something, as opposed to go out there and just banging banging on doors. And make your own fucking movies. Get distribution deals. It's like, you make, your, make your own shit. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. It's like, that's why I, I mean, nobody, I, nobody give me a fucking show. So I made one, you know, it's like, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. It's like, fucking yeah. take your own shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I prefer AI making movies to pedophiles, you know, so I'm, I'm with AI on this one. Um, Hollywood lost me a long time ago and uh, I'm with AI on this one. <laughs> I, I, I've been here. Well, I've never come across any Hollywood pedophiles. But if they exist, that's you're in the cool industry, bro. You're you're in Call of Duty, dog. You're not in fucking Spider Man thirty five thousand. And, like, uh, and like you're you're in Call of Duty, bro. I, I I fuck with Call of Duty, but uh, yeah. Are you in L A. Actually? I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, I've been here. Oh god, okay. So they must love you there, huh? Uh, man, I I I don't swim in that pond anymore. I did for a little bit. You know, I I've been to some I've been to some parties. I've been around the uh, the A-list folks, and some are my friends. Um, 
I have, you know, certain guys like I worked with Michael Bay and he was awesome. I don't care, you know, he gets a bad rap, but man, he was really respectful and really cut out. Who'd you say? What? Who'd you say? Cut out for a second. Uh Michael Bay. I did transform. Oh, okay, director. That's cool, yeah. And he, he's 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 a good dude. And man, he treated the mil he brought these military guys in being the Transformers one with us. And he was just super considerate and he was very you know he, he's just he gets a really bad rap um but it's not I, I as well he was born gay you know it's not a big deal it's like <laughs> there's a lot of you know and, and like transformers is a really artistic film and uh <laughs> you know I, him, for him to make a children's movie live action brilliant you know like what a genius you know but i'm just fucking around he's probably a good guy but his art sucks you know <laughs> well remember something remember something there, there's something I really appreciate with people, like, like The Rock. Not a great actor, great movie star. Super good sellout. You know, he's he probably does, the best sellout. But, but this is what he does, though. He's not trying to be anything more than this this guy. When you go to a Rock movie, you see The Rock. There is you're not going to see anything else. You're going to see The Rock, and he's he's entertaining. And sometimes that's enough. You know, when you go to Tom Cruise movie, you see Tom. You know, it's going to be boring. You're going to fall asleep halfway through. If you, if, you, if you run out of NyQuil and you're sick, you should watch a Tom Cruise movie. You'll but sleep then again, well. But then you have, like, you know, you, you can watch Bunuel, or you can watch Fellini, or you can watch, like, Jacques Coteau, you know, Jacques Tati. The, you know, you, you can get really sophisticated with it as well. But there's, there is, you know, that's an entertainment source. And I like the guys who are, who are authentic. Like, that's, that's what No, me does. too. That's, that's yeah, no, what he I, does. I, He's not trying to win an Oscar. The Rock is just trying to. It's entertainment, you know. This is he already created a, a gigantic brand, and he's just he's just living it out. And anybody do the same thing? Anybody would do the same thing? You know, yeah. it's like he does what he does. Bruce Willis does what he does. He did what he did. So uh, I like guys who are this. Is it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. No, I get it. And then, like, who wouldn't who wouldn't make terrible movies for like millions of dollars? I mean, like, if something like. Like my friend asked me, he goes, he goes, would you be in a comic movie for four million dollars? I said no, but but like everyone else on the planet would be. I feel like anyone, everyone else. Like, I I've been in terrible movies for no which money. One, which so, ones? Maybe, I would like to get a payday for being in a terrible fucking movie. Well, which movies they were so bad they're in? You're gonna cave by the end of this. You're gonna tell me. Yeah, I yeah. feel it. I feel my it. resolve. My resolve is strong. You're in the Brady Bunch movie. You're like I was in the Brady Bunch movie. <laughs> I played the dog. What are the dogs, boys? I mean, some movies I'm talking about never saw the light of day. They're, oh, okay. What about what? They're what, so what fucking the, bad. What were the bad ones that did though? That's where I'm at. Like, I want to see like the. I want to go back and see the catalog from like being the largest selling video game of all time, probably. I mean, I just made that up. I don't know if it was, but it, know, it's up there. I, I would never. I would. There's two things. Out of respect. Okay, here's something that I feel strongly about. I can call it a bad movie, but I would never call it out because. Somebody put their money into that. Somebody put their time, blood, sweat. Now, maybe it didn't, but finishing a movie is a monumental if, if thing. So I, I, I would never, and if someone's got them, if I, if I say, you know, XYZ, and someone doesn't, doesn't watch XYZ because I said it sucked, then I'd feel bad because like, I, I want to respect the fact that this guy put his own money in it. He worked hard. He did it. So I'm not going to disparage it if I don't if I don't feel like it's it's well know. I feel still like it's an opinion. Like, you mean I I think people watch bad movies that I say suck all the time. You know, 
Like, I, like there's like a people are talking about a Barbie movie. There's like grown men writing reviews on a Barbie movie right now. You know, I, like this this industry is a complete joke to me. You know, I feel like and like most Americans, but I think the video game industry, like you're in, I think that did better than movies. You I mean that's how I feel. I, like, think, I, think I haven't seen a good movie in a long time. I go to movie theaters all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I I'm not gonna see Barbie. Um, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, gonna gonna, see, I'm not going to see. I'll wait for Oppenheimer to come on Amazon Prime. I'll, I'll wait for the new Tom Cruise movie to come on Amazon Prime. I, What's I just Tom Cruise in now? Like like fucking Mission Impossible forty seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh my god, what a snore fest! It's just like it's like Tom Cruise is like he's shorter than you, right? He's like he's like five three or something. He's shorter than you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, hey, it was great talking to you guys, and uh, <laughs> have a nice fucking life. <laughs> I didn't say he's taller than you. That could have been worse. It could have been worse. Oh no, that was a great, that was a great throwback, dude. To uh, earlier in the conversation, man. That's the only thing that baited him. Like everything else, he's just like chill with. But like this, I, I, I said like four or five things to fuck with him. And that's the only thing that's, that's the only thing that's stuck so far. I'm like, I'm like. I'm doubling down on that. Until- Anthony like held on to that throughout this whole thing. He's <laughs> waiting for a time to pull that. <laughs> Look at put a little thread. I'm fucking 5'11, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm fucking 5'11, you motherfucker. I play all sports. Like, <laughs> well, I'm saying sports. Well, he said, well, you're only five foot. I go, no. Did I say I'm five foot? That doesn't make any fucking sense. We got to be at least six foot to play sports. That's what, I was, that's what I was trying to say. Like, I mean, you can play women's sports probably, right? Like, I would I in the sports. You're gonna be in the WNBA at five eleven, I think. I don't know. <laughs> He's just gonna murder me. He's gonna show my house just fucking shoot me. Like <laughs> I've heard this now. I've heard it. Oh, I think a lot of people doing a lot of missions with you, bro. Like uh, the most, the most positive things I heard, like whenever I told people you're gonna be on here, is like, dude, like, dude, I've been in a lot of missions with that motherfucker. <laughs> like, like they, they like, feel like, bonded like, to you and shit. Yeah, you hit on a lot of nostalgia. People I grew up with, man. Like, uh, I think a lot. I think the producer Cody, he he, he plays the game, and then like I think like a lot of kids that are uh, in their twenties and stuff were hitting me up whenever I was spamming this wild, and like they were just like, that dude's a legend, bro. You know, so it's like uh it's an honor to even go backwards in your career and do this, to be honest, you know, uh, this, this yeah. little cell phone show. Yeah, I mean, the what was interesting, and I, you know, when I, we used to show up to uh, these these uh, these FOBs, Ford Operating Bases in, in Afghanistan, and a lot of these places are just a square of, of uh, big old sandbags in a square in the middle of nowhere. And we'd, they'd take us in by helicopter and we'd land there. And each of these, because like, you, you, you know, it takes about 22 soldiers to put one guy into combat to pull the trigger. So most of the jobs are very rudimentary and kind of boring. They just kind of, and so that they, they do the shift and then there's nowhere to go. So each of these little fobs has a, um, a sort of entertainment area buried in the middle of it. And they got like call of duty stations set up everywhere. And these guys are playing because they have them in it. They're playing the campaign for hours and hours and hours and they develop a relationship with Woods. And when I first started going, it's kind of freaking me out because I walk in and go, Woods, Woods, come here. And like, like I was their best friends, you know, like, and it got to, I realized, oh, yeah, they, if you watch a, a movie, you see the lead character for maybe, you know, 45 minutes. A TV show, you see the guy once a week for, you know, 25 minutes. 
they're with me hundreds, if not thousands of hours of interaction. So the, it's, it's almost like an ingrat. It's kind of like boiled in. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, this. And again, the Woods character was, I would never allow him to do anything that was not kind of, kind of putting wind in your sail. So there's always that positive, there's a positive memory about it. Yeah. You know, this guy, Woods, is, he's here for me, that kind of thing. And I really found that to be, that's why I find it really fascinating to see just how connected um, the, the fan base became to this character, you know? No, well, it is crazy to think about. Yeah, I think, like, that's uh, I, I, I kind of wild. You don't really see that in a lot of fields because, like, that is a lot of that is a lot of times. The movie's over in, like, an hour and a half or something. Right. The TV show is over in, like, you know, in, like, 17 hours or something, you know? Like, like, like they probably... I, you know, I mean, have no friends or sit in their basement only talking to you for like weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm talking back too. So it's like, you know, yeah, dude, you got a lot, you got a lot of, you could probably, you could probably crash in other people's, you could probably do a tour where you just crash in everybody's basements. Yeah, maybe you could probably just do a tour. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I, I, like these, I, like, I like the sentiment. I like the sentiment. Although yeah. I tell you what, I, uh, we did a, me and my gal did a, uh, an RV tour last week. Went to Vegas for a couple of days. I said, fuck it, let's go out to. I did a film in Mexican Hat, Utah. Cool. Called, called Dangerous Words from the Fearless. Fearless. Never came out, but wonderful film. And, um, and you know, it's. It, we just jumped on, it's like 600 miles in a day. And I could easily go across country to stop in and visit uh, Comic Cons for, uh, for six months. I would love to do that. Easily, no, I mean, you, you could, bro. I mean, you're you I mean, that, that game's, like that, dude. I'm sure, yeah, the game's huge. And we, I think, we all have RVs on the screen. That's kind of insane. Like, I'm not used to talking to a bunch of people that have RVs. RV, well, we're, we're on the same room for a reason, you know. That's right. I, I'm just trying to get gold records like Sean. That's where I'm at right now in my life. I'm trying to, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start a band and, and get more gold records so I can talk. shit. Good luck. Uh, good luck. <laughs> it's a, like I already have the better hat, so it's the like the music uh, industry is a, a fun time, dude. It's yeah. I already have the best hat on the screen. If I can get some gold records too, I would just I would just carry them with me if I if I had Sean's gold records. Just be like, I'm like, yeah, me and my gold records like to ask you guys some questions. You know, that's how I feel. He's he's too humble. You know, you guys are both humble. You guys are huge legends and and uh, very humble to be on a cell phone show. I feel like. <laughs> the cell phone show. <laughs> yeah, we got a bass player already in the band, so uh, we're coming. We're coming from the gold records, you know. Sean, what, what what's your? You have. I'm looking at you. Some of your your records back there. You have disc too. So you you go you, you go back. You have a gold record and you got this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My, my band's been been releasing music for 20 years, so um, you know we. When we came out, uh, Facebook wasn't a thing, you know, uh, CDs still were, although Napster was big, you know. Right. So it's, it's like been the, uh, He's the original Justin Bieber. That's right. Well, I, 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 I noticed a lot of Bieber, Bieber, Bieber adjacent behavior, you know. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I see that. It's yeah. me. Yeah. Justin. <laughs> you have any questions for us, James? No man, it's like uh, good. No, no, I, you guys are great. I mean, I, I, I enjoy. It. I, I, you know, I vetted you guys. I, I've, I've had, I've had situations where I've come on to shows and not know what it was, 
And it's like, mm, you know, there's certain things I, I, I used to go in blindly to many things and it kind of bit me in the ass a few times. So I just, I vet people and I have no, I have no issues telling people fuck off. You know, it's fine. You know, I respect it. I respect that. Yeah. He's like, I, I hate doing other people's podcasts. Like I think Sean pointed out to me eventually, I, he pointed out to me first and I didn't really pay attention to it. And I started doing a bunch of podcasts and like, they're just like, ask the dumbest fucking questions ever. And I, I didn't really pay attention to that. Or I guess had the opportunity to see that until recently. Like I've been asked to be on other people's podcasts. I still say yes sometimes, but like they fucking suck usually. Well, I, I, I usually if I get on, people ask me the most mon- the, the dumbest perfunctory things. Like you know, so what have you been in? I go, dude, look, this fucking Google me, man. Don't be so fucking lazy. I, I don't want to talk about. I'm not here to talk about my resume. You know, if you haven't taken the time to do the research. I can't take the time to tell you about it. You know, I, I don't want to talk about my fucking resume. You know, if you have questions, I'll answer them, but I'm not going to sit there and read my resume to you. That, that's so, uh, what, so what were you in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in these really shitty movies, I'll tell you that right now. So. <laughs> untitled, untitled films. Yeah, you know, I, I actually turn down most interviews these days because it's just so, like you said, there's no thought that goes into the questioning there's no there's it's just the same routine bullshit i've been doing these fucking interviews interviews for 20 years but the cool thing about a situation like this is just the opportunity to get people you know interesting people from different walks of life and just talk to them as as ordinary people and and have a conversation you know yeah that that to me is way more interesting than than like the the pre-thought out list of the same fucking generic 10 to 20 questions that you always get oh the press junkets are the best you know <laughs> you get your 10 you get your 10 list here's your 10 and you, you see the same like you go from everyone's go from room to room to room to room with a lot of different press outlets and it's the same question you get the same answer 20 i go why can't you all just come into one room and just Ask the questions all at once. Let me get to the bar for that quicker, you know? Press yeah. conference, bro. You got to press conference him. And, and, and uh, dude, like, uh, oh, man, where are they going with that? The, the, most people interview celebrities, like, like they're really nervous. They're like, like hey, uh, so, like, uh, so, like, what's it like uh, doing this? And like, they sound like cocks, man. Like, mo- most interviews just sound like cocks. And, they, and, they, and they, they have no, like, energy or belief in themselves or the question at all. That's how I feel when I watch other people's podcasts. Mm. It's like, and they don't have cool hats or cool graphics, and uh, yeah, they're, they're not wearing or gold this. records. So they're not yeah. wearing this hat. They don't have gold right. records like shit. Yeah, no gold records. No, can't have yeah. it. You don't have gold records. This hat or weren't in the Call of Duty. Fuck off. That's yeah, what I'm going. You know, it's like you'll never have it. You'll never have it. You know, you'll never be in a video game. Had, so, uh, see, had, had, this. had you guys <laughs> told me this this hat was necessary, I have a bunch of fine hats I could have worn. Well, this hat's probably the best hat in the game, actually. But uh, there's uh, we we, we can we can get you one if needed, bro. If you take a picture in it and put it on Instagram, I'll I'll mail you one. Sure. You know, sold. Sure. Sold. Uh, go, ahead and tell your, go ahead and tell your address on the live stream, and I'll, I'll yeah. <laughs> just go. I'll mail it to you tomorrow. You want my social security number and, and my make bank account number too? Favorite sure. credit card. Yeah, yeah. you got it, man. The social yeah. will do. Thanks, yeah. bro. I'm so glad I met you too. Yeah, I know how you senior citizens be giving your information out to everybody on the internet, bro. Uh, <laughs> like I heard, I heard. About it. Dude, I, I, I have, I have fun with that shit though, because you know, when when I'm in a mood, sometimes I get, I get, I get prank calls all the time, especially the, you know, best one I get. 
we're with the police department and we're coming to your house in five minutes if you don't get us this money. I go, I go, okay, can you should come down to the, you know, I, I just have so much fun frustrating these really? guys. Me too, man. No, tell Marcus. I, yeah, when I was fake crying. Time. I was like fake crying one time. I was like, oh, hello. And he's like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, you crying? You're like so mad. It was so fun. Like, well, I, I, I do. I go, well, hey, what precinct are you with? Oh, we're, yeah. like, oh, hey, is this Joe? Joe. It's, it's like, yeah. You know, it just, yeah. yeah. Right. I just troll the telemarkers constantly. They're always trying to sell me something I don't want. I'm like, dude, I have the internet. I'd buy anything I want constantly. It's just like, <laughs> I, I, you, th- you think a phone call is going to make me buy something? It's like some 80s shit. Fucking hit me up on the internet. Like, Jesus Christ. I was thinking about that today. Um, call of Duty win gold? What does that mean? You guys sold millions of copies. Yeah, probably. By the definition of music, probably. How, like, how many records are gold now? Sean got them when it was actually mattered. Like, when it was actually a million. Now it's like, uh, what's the name of your band? Sean Swampy Soul's name is Ben. Um, yeah, video games go go gold and platinum, don't they? I I think it's done a little. The metrics are different. Really? Um, yeah, there's two measures they had. It used to be units delivered, and that was more like the uh, you know records. But now it's more about the, um, uh, how much it made because it's the accounting's so hard. I mean, it's like they don't, you know, you have the the. the purchase price of the game then you have the ancillaries and then you have the in in-game purchases right Bro, buying, skins, buying skins you're buying all that shit so I, I i think i think there's it makes a lot more money than people think oh, Bro, sure. you, your numbers are crazy like 30 like just black ops was 32 million just the first one it was 32 million sales yes yeah. that's, that's crazy and that's not that's not including what gets stolen and the amount of uh i remember when black apps 2 happened the uh somebody pinched a copy of it oh off, that's right off the production line and i think it was that's in thailand right. or someplace and they they put it out and they you know it, who it's, it was an, it's like a, it was a as an actionable copy i mean they could dupe it so yeah, I remember they, that. I remember that yeah and that they don't know how much that cost them in sales because that wow. they, because how do you know you know, least, yeah, yeah, a lot probably. At least two million because they only had thirty million sales. Where the first one had thirty-two million. But like, who knows how what ten to fifteen million would have bought it more in addition because the tra- franchise was building. So yeah, you, you'll never measure that. That's crazy. But I mean, thirty-two million sales on this one game—that's fucking crazy. Well, when you consider it's eighty bucks uh, a pop at the time. Yeah, dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, so, who got the money? The guy that <laughs> just just the main guy, or what? I mean, just a. Uh, the well, coders or some shit because that's some crazy Activision, shit. Activision is a behemoth. They, they, uh, Treyarch has probably, you know, in production, probably over 300 employees. Activision okay. has over a couple of hundred. So it's feeding a massive machine. The building, the fucking people. Yeah, and, and then you have the, you have massive salaries for the executives. And, you know, they, this is the NHL, this is, this is the NFL of, of, of programmers so they're all making top dollar i mean the guys they, they, these how guys how much did you make if that's not rude if it's rude tell me to fuck off but how much did you make for that role uh the first year i was there i made scale what does that mean i'm stupid uh i don't talk about money you, you don't have to you don't have to yeah. Yeah, so it, it's i put this way my vibe i made five times as much money on my viagra commercial than i did playing the video game it wasn't it's wow. yeah, it's I, I made I made 
yeah, it, it, it you don't. I mean, to be rude. I was like, as a layman, like it's I just. Have no... It's just that I, I wouldn't want to uh, create havoc in new actors' lives. You know, guy, I know guys who are working nine, and I, I get, I get scrutinized. I mean, I still get watched by Activision. They still pay attention to what I do and what I say. Um, so I just want to make sure I don't cause any you know, problems. Yeah, understandable. There's people out there who oh, yeah, for me, and you know, I, I so I got it. I'm just out of respect. To them, not to activists, but to the people who fought for me, I want to make sure that I, I protect them. Yeah, fair. Fair. Just, yeah, just a question. But again, I I, I did not get rich from it. Well, because once you pay your manager, once you pay your agent, and you get your taxes, you take it home 53 percent of what you make, and uh, it's it's a great day rate. But over the course of a year, and and what the value of the product, there's no residuals on it. So, you know, you 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 basically you're a day laborer. Oh, there's no residuals for you, huh? No. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. So it's just a, it's just a, um, and it's commission fee, huh? And it was very much star driven. So they get, they would get lump sums and they would act, you know, like, God bless him. What's his name? Ice Cube came in and he, uh, took, he did his job in two days and got a chunk of change. You know, I would, I ground out 70 days and I didn't make, I made a fraction of what he made. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's that's my point. Star and, and, uh, star yeah. Rap, rap yeah. star or whatever. And again, I have no problem. I, you know, I he get it. more food too. So he's you know, like, I mean, they got to feed him, you know, so. <laughs> that's true. You know, but you, you have like, you know, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of big names in the game. Did you have to join the Illuminati to be in Call of Duty or like, did they? Uh... Oh, they joined me actually. Oh, okay. They joined the. They, 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 they came to my, to my cult, which is great, you know. They they, they they bring a lot of support with them. They have a lot of, and they have great wine. So there you go. Did you have to be a shape shifting reptilian to be in this, or does it just uh, did it just uh, work out? Well, I, I, I've been a shape shifting reptilian since I was sixteen. So that you know, they they just knew right away. It's on my resume. It's actually the second thing on my resume. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get. That's how you get in the game. Well, yeah, that's well. That the game was designed for shape shifting reptilians. And and if you if you if part of Scientology, you get like an extra four dollars an hour, so it's great. Yeah. Well, the, you're going to need that for for Scientology later too. So well, they're still yeah. they're still billing me for a book I never bought. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, I've 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 looked into that re- religion a little bit, and there's some interesting stuff. I heard it's very expensive. We used to we used to sign our friends up for it. Like we'd go on the on the tour of the band, <laughs> and we'd put like our friend's name and phone number, and like they'd like fucking try try to join. Dude, I enlisted my dad in the army one time. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. started getting all this shit for the army, and so I told him he was a little pissed. That's brutal, but man. Me and my drunk friends were just out and about, and there was like an army station or or uh, one of those. I stations. listened to my dad in the army. <laughs> That'd be a great reality show. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Also, uh, we, we were wondering if we could borrow some money. Like, How much like, you need? How much you need? Uh, 50K. Really do this, this is actually, a, yeah, this is actually a pitch for our idea. We, we have a video game idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called. It's for the new times. It's called Text of Duty. Like we think, like uh, I don't know. So I, I have an I have an alternative character I built. His name is uh, Sergeant Dink uh, Sergeant Dinkweeds. 
call it doobie baked ops dude that'd probably sell bro we should rip that, that, shit that off. would sell we should make a server for that right now yeah yeah we're working we're doing a lot of things right now it's just it's, it's there are not enough hours in the day you know just not I, I feel that sometimes i got a six-year-old yeah there's not enough art i mean you, you want to put tension today you gotta put attention on your woman you gotta stay fit you know you, you you got to keep your skill level up for whatever, whatever your craft is, and then you got to go to work. So it's like, wow, I, I could use, I could use some more time, you know. For sure. Yeah, put some more on the clock. Yeah. I'm trying to speed it up a little bit. I'm getting bored, you know. Waiting for the next life, you know. Waiting for that. I hope I have a Ferrari in my next life, you know. That's where I'm going. I, I want to be a Ferrari my next life. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I want to be a Ferrari. I bet sends that probably sells a t-shirt. I don't be a Ferrari. That would sell. You've been coming up with some some uh, decent t-shirt design ideas from from uh, this show lately. You, you got to put that into into action and make an online store, dude. Actually, probably. My buddy. Right now, I'm just selling these hats, bro. Right now, we just got these hats for sale. Well, unless, what you're, is that? unless you're do what. Is that you on the hat? Yeah, it's a cartoon version of myself on the hat. Got it. Got it. Is that embroidered or is it stamped? Oh, I didn't make them. I don't know. But uh, that's a truck hat. Yeah, that's that's truck hat. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It was made by Asian slaves for the, the free American <laughs> people. So it's like we. I just, I just, uh, I just told the owners to whip them so they make them faster, and. uh well, you, did you get blood and tears on it as well? Because that, that that we charge more for that. Not their kind of blood and tears, though. You know, that's like no, no. Too, too much COVID. Too much COVID. I'm trying to make it racist. I don't know. I can't even make it racist anymore. You know, it's, it's hard to be racist. You know, seems exhausting. It's just not. <laughs> it's pretty fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. Just, just walk down the street in LA and Los Angeles. You, you you get tagged by something. You know. Yeah, man, LA, I can't believe LA is still a city, man. I play, I it's play not, crazy. It's not. What, uh, what, where, what neighborhood are you in? Yeah, where in LA are you at? Burbank. I spent. Uh, I did like fifteen. That's LA County, bro. You're not in LA. I did fifteen. County. I did fifteen years in West Hollywood. Mm. In the hills. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to hear about that. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. Awesome. I, I definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to have fled. California at this point. Now, are you born and raised here, or yeah, where? Uh, I was born in Panorama City, and uh, I grew up in Santa Clarita. Sure, sure. And then I lived in you know Santa Monica, and then I moved. I, I was living down in Orange County before I moved uh, to Arkansas ten years ago. Mm -hmm. I was living down um, in Irvine. You know where the Irvine Spectrum is? I do. I do. I was right across the street from the, from that. Um, so, uh, you know, I've bounced around in Southern California quite a bit, most of my life, but man, it's just so, it's just so rough. It just seems to be getting rougher and rougher, you know? I think it's like New York. If you're not here with a burning desire or a purpose, it's just, it's a hard life, man. It's a hard, it's hard living. It's just hard. Yeah. The cost of living, the taxes, the, uh, the, the, crime, the homeless it's, it's too much yeah the traffic holy fuck dude i, I, I used to uh, 
I, I had a bunch of uh, head injuries from playing hockey, I had some concussions. And I was working with this head trauma center over in Tarzana. And I sat with the doctor and he says, look at how, you know, and he, he put me on this device that helps clear up your, uh, some of your damage. And he's saying, look, be careful driving home. He goes, because here's, here's, here's reality for you. Because your head, your brain sits in a sack of fluid. You know that, right? He goes, if you're driving at 10 miles an hour and you come to a fast halt, he goes, the equivalent that the, your, 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 your brain will move and press against the skull, it'll have the same impact as taking like a, a medium hard punch to the head. So he goes, count how many times you put your brakes on going home. And I, I count up 72 times I put my brakes on going from Tarzana into West Hollywood. Right. That's the equivalent of getting punched 72 times. That's so every that, time I go to LA, I wish I was punched 72 times. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, just punch me 72 yeah, I would, like I, I remember like being fascinated to go to like Hollywood Boulevard. It's just like a bunch of dorks with like rat tails and chain wallets. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I gotta go, dude. Like it was like 2014 or something. I'm like, I can't do this. The Mexican food's good, but then then the whole like city well, turned to Mexico. If you if you um if you find your pocket, if you find your pocket, if you find your group of people, then it's uh it works. But you, you got to be hell bent on doing something, or there's no you have no business being here. If I wasn't in the industry, right. like now I'm really kind of, I'm I'm making plans to exit because I, I don't think I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I think I, well, I did retire, but I think I'm gonna be moving on to something else very soon. You know, if someone yeah. comes looking for me, but the hustles I, I don't have the desire to hustle anymore, so that's that's an indicator. It's time to go. Yeah, especially with everything that else that comes with it. You know, if, like you said, if you're not going to be hustling, you might as well live a, a slower paced, better life somewhere else for less money. For less money and better air. Oh, yeah. And yeah. not no traffic. quality of life. Yeah, better quality of life. Yeah. yeah I mean, I live, now, now I live in a, in a town of, of 5,000 people in, in Arkansas. You know, there's just rolling hills and trees and cows everywhere, more cows than people. And it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Arkansas is worse than California, but uh, I don't know about that. I was I was surprised at you, but uh, I definitely wouldn't move back. You know, that's, that's oh, I, I like Missouri a lot because it's like the best state in the union. But it's like, uh, I mean, it's pretty. That's why. That's why you like it. Yeah, because it's just it's just it's like the best. state. just the best state in the union. It's true. It's in the center, man. It's beautiful. It's got. Good people, you know. I like it here. I'd maybe move like nowhere else, probably. I can't even think of, I, I, everywhere else I've been, like for three days, like uh, Anthony and Digital Beavis and Butthead spin off. <laughs> what does that even mean? They were just rip off Mike Judge and just be like, uh, what was I talking about? I was making fun of something, though. I forgot it. You're I think just Arkansas. bragging about Missouri, dude. <laughs> yeah, was, Missouri. Missouri. You're just bragging was, uh, about Missouri again. Okay. Isn't there a Mormon? Isn't John Smith's brother set up another church in, in Missouri? We kicked him the fuck out, bro. We kicked those Mormons out there in Utah now. We're like, get out. <laughs> in Utah now. There's a huge Mormon temple in St. Louis. Yeah. Then we kicked him out. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, in, in, their, in their religion, Jesus is coming back to St. Louis, right? That's his, that's his destination. 
Missouri's paradise. Yeah, oh, I mean, so <laughs> Missouri's paradise. It is. Cody couldn't take it. Cody had to jump in. There's this weird occurrence <laughs> several several years back where people were driving down the highway next to this temple and people were like calling nine one one saying they saw it on fire. So people are trying to contact the people inside of the temple and like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, nothing, everything's fine. But hundreds of people swear that they saw this temple on fire in the middle of the day during traffic. Just wishful thinking. It's weird shit. There's there. It's kind of like Scientology, like with the church, but you don't have to pay. You just have to like be a member. You can go and like there's parts of the temple that you can't get to unless you've been part of the church for a long period of time. If you weren't born Mormon, you'll never see certain parts of this church. You know, like it's, yeah, more, it's probably built to withstand a bomb. It's like Christianity, except for you go to hell afterwards. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like you don't go to real heaven. You're not. You're not invited. Hmm. Yeah, Mormonism has its quirks, man. That, that's some weird shit too. Yeah, it's like it, it's like one of the one of the fucking fifteen rules we have, like no false idols. You know, it's like you know, like they just fucked it up. They fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, stop. We don't have that many rules, you know. Yeah, I went to an Amish store earlier. I don't, I don't know what this has to do with Mormons, but I went to like this Amish store earlier, bro. I got some like fresh, fresh baked bread, some like fresh butter. Oh, dude, it was Amish. He wouldn't let me take a picture with him though. He just like fucking thought I was like, I don't know. like he just, he wouldn't take a picture, but but it was like a cool place. And, dude, uh, it, it's great if you can get your. You know your meat, your produce, um, those those types of items from the Amish. I mean, they're they're you know they're growing organic and they're they're doing it the old school way, the right way. Um, they're working their fields right. You know, it's it's just uh, it's a good setup. Remember Phil Lipskin? Yeah. The show he he gets all of his shit from the Amish. Well, if the Amish are following like 1800s rules, do they still have slavery? That's what I was wondering. You know, it's like they're, they're like they're like no no no, my religion makes it to where like it's the 1800s. <laughs> like no, bro. It's it, like it's against my religion for it to be 1865. It's like <laughs> you guys aren't touching that joke, huh? I, I, have no, <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You guys aren't touching that joke. I'm just sitting trying to. Okay, I'm trying to catch the thread here someplace. You know. <laughs> yeah, Rona didn't bother them either. It just like uh, autism and, and a bunch of the other fucking. Yeah, I saw that too. There that. Some studies show that they had no, they had no vaccinations. They have no autism, no heart disease, no obesity, no allergies, like, allergy issues. You know, a yeah. bunch of shit. Yeah, Corona didn't bother us either. It was, it was the, it was the rules, and it was like the graphics, and it was like the vaccines. I, I mean, that's that's obvious. It's just like okay, I mean, like a lot of people are dying of vac. I see seventy five percent of deaths right now are vaccinated related, probably. Mm. More land for us, you know. So. Well, I, I I just think it's the, there's there's got to be a reckoning, like guys like like Jimmy Kimmel, even Arnold, when they started eviscerating people for not, you know, fuck your freedom, go get your jab. Like, okay, well, guess what, Arnold, you know, get the fuck out of our country. You you, you lost a few of us <laughs> after that, and fucking Jimmy Kimmel, like this the, the sanctimonious prick, you know, if you know the idea that. Well, you should, if you don't get vaccinated, you should not get, you know, be allowed into a hospital. Well, you know, I don't hear any of these guys stepping up and say, God, you know, I, I, I fucked that up. Sorry. You know, this, this, that's when it gets, that's when I really start having it. Those guys are all CIA agents, man. Those guys are all, you know, 
Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert, all those late night hosts, they're controlled assets. They have they always have been, I feel like. It's just part of the part of the social manipulation and engineering, you know. Yeah, it was like you can't see Jeffrey Epstein's friends in concert if you don't get vaccinated. Exactly. That's how he pitched it to me. I'm like, no thanks. I guess I'll just like live forever. Uh, it's like but but here, here's the problem. Are we fucking ourselves where we have to live through revelation now? Because we didn't, because we did. It's like, man, just kill me, just kill me, so I have to live through the fucking seven years of whatever the fuck's <laughs> coming out. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mixed feelings on surviving, you know. That's true. If I didn't have a six-year-old daughter, I'd probably feel pretty differently. And it, yeah, I was like, I was like, uh, I think I was like doing. I'm not even gonna say this, never mind. But uh, <laughs> I, I forget what to say when, whenever I'm live when I shouldn't say. Whenever I'm live. Yeah, when I'm alive. Well, gentlemen, I just noticed that uh, we've been doing this thing for two hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah, two hours. Time to go. It's actually a marathon. we got three more hours left. Um, <laughs> we're going to do the longest podcast in the world. I'll call you back at 11. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for coming on, for really. Sean's right. We should Guys, it's it just, it just in the – it's just anytime. It's fucking blast. Let's do it again. Okay, yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks it's for being here. It's important that – you know, we uh, guys like us meet and realize that there's more of us out there, and we got to keep talking like this. You know, we gotta we gotta take everything back because there's more of there's so many more of us than them, and we just we we somehow we have maybe got comfortable, maybe we are intimidated. I don't know what the reasons are, but these you know we, we have to meet like this and cross you know cross over these whatever small fishers there are because they're so inconsequential when they deal with you know when we basically have 95 percent of the same agreement and we're all like this and I, it's let's, let's let's keep it going you know keep it going okay. get vaccinated uh, vote for biden uh drink blood line uh no anal probes this week okay boys no anal probes anthony don't be so disappointed i know that's one of your favorite alien activities so <laughs> I He's know. finally snapping back about that tiny man comment. A lot help. He's been shorter than you, isn't he? I, I, I get a tiny uh, probe, so give me a break. I have a yeah. tiny probe, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Or an alien booster seat so you can be. All right. Uh, wait, wait, God wait. bless America. Okay. All God right, fellas. See you later. All right, guys.